Iowa everywhere. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams here on your Sunday, September 4th. And I got to fired up about two things today. One, John Miller's reaction podcast was phenomenal. If you go and listen to that from Iowa's, uh, I'm calling it the slobber knocker. Don't want to offend you Hawkeye fans. That's what it was, right? You're a Cyclone fan probably if you're listening to this. And this has turned out exactly what I wanted from, I think, the best football analyst in our state. I Anytime I want to like really dig in onto something, I always call my friend Ben Bronze. Uh, he's a better man than he is an analyst. I'm so happy to have him be a part of our team to get this thing started here at Iowa Everywhere. And he has a great reputation because I got a call on Friday night from Fairway when they found out about Ben Bruns doing reaction pods. And Fairway was such a big fan of what he's done in the past. When Ben did his years of work with the Cyclone Radio Network, they said, we want to put our name on that. So thank you to Fairway. We appreciate that. I actually spent time at the Fairway Meat Market on um, Friday up there in Ames as I loaded up for my whole family for Friday night. We do a little tailgate on Friday night since I work all day on Saturday. So anyways, thanks to Fairway. We appreciate that. We're going to have a great year of Cyclone analysis here on Cyclone Sunday with Iowa Everywhere and the great Ben Bruns. And I'm going to hand it off to him. This is, I mean, 21 minutes of solid gold here when you want diehard football analysis on Iowa State's win over Southeast Missouri State. And we start to look a little bit ahead to next week. Is Iowa State, of course, going to Iowa. Here he is, the great Ben Bruns. Hey, everybody. What's up? Ben Bruns here with Iowa Everywhere's Cyclone Sunday. Really excited to talk to you about this Iowa State and SEMO game that we just saw. I uh, was there in person yesterday, and uh, what a great crowd, great environment. I think the tailgating opportunities at Iowa State are, are really, really special. And uh, curious to know how everybody feels uh, about the new setup uh, with the bridge and and all that stuff. Didn't get a chance to experience that yet, but can't wait to uh, uh, see what that RV setup's like these days. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about initial impressions, right? So uh, first things first, um, it's a good win. We've we've struggled in opening games in recent history. We know that. Uh, This was an opponent that uh, has experience, good quarterback play, athletic kid. I liked liked him a lot. But for Iowa State, uh, you're coming off a year where you lose tons and tons of great players. And you think about all of those uh, studs between Brees and and Brock Purdy, um, Hummel Rose, but Chase Allen, I think, is probably the guy that that um, might come as a surprise to to you to hear that I think he's the biggest missing piece um, after after last year. Iowa State defense, bunch of new guys, uh, really all over the place, and and it shows up um, at the linebacker level, at the safety level, taking away those those plays in the alleys. Um, we were incredible at getting inside out. Uh, over the course of the last four years with Hummel and Rose at those linebacker spots. Uh, those guys erased plays in ways that um, most teams just just can't do uh, playing in space. And this, this current iteration of uh, Cyclone football got better at that as the game went on. But uh, th- that's, that's a lot to try and overcome, having players with that uh, capability um, no, longer, no longer in the mix. All that said, uh, great, great win, and 
you know, Hunter Decker's performance, I think, is is exactly what I had hoped to see. That second touchdown throw he had to X, um, he's moving around in the pocket, a little bit of pressure, steps up and just flicks it 30 yards down the field for, for a touchdown. Decker's made great decisions throughout the game. And, uh, you know, even the pick that he threw, he was looking at that guy for, for you know, he was locked onto the receiver, so it makes it, makes it easier for a corner to maybe bait it or uh, just play it off a little bit. But that was a great play by that kid. You know, it's, it's not like uh, Hunter Decker's had a bad throw. You could throw it more to the outside, uh, make it a little harder to come back on like that. You could, you could look it off um, another way. But uh, it's a really, really nice play uh, by, the, by the CMO corner. I think, for me, getting a win in this setting uh, is such a big deal. And, you know, to just, just have a little bit of um, adversity at the end of the first half and come out in the second half, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, on this segment is uh, how do we make halftime adjustments? And I'm going to tell you, uh, I believe that the halftime adjustment for Matt Campbell and staff was we're going to come out in the second half, we're going to run the football. I mentioned Chase Allen uh, at, the, at the open. Um, the tight end position right now is the place where Iowa State is looking for uh, somebody to, to step into that role the same way that, that uh, Chase did for years. And what Chase Allen did so well, and he, and he had some great catches in his career, but Chase would make... Uh, blocking in space on the move, he would get the right blocking angle and the right leverage. And these Iowa State tight ends still trying to figure that out a little bit. Um, you know, and, and, and Chase is a big physical guy, and it's why, uh, you know, his skills have, have allowed him to uh, succeed in his career at Iowa State and, and also have some opportunity uh, beyond. Um, still looking for that guy right now. And Easton Dean played a ton in the game. Um, and, and um, you know, I, I think um, blocking angles are the key uh, to, to his success in the future. I, I really liked uh, Tyler Moore at the end of the game. Got after it a ton. Uh, was physical. You know, you think about um, Hanukkah's uh, catch. That was, a, that was a nice catch. Um, he had some good blocks, too. So young room, inexperienced room, uh, guys who are going to grow into, into positions and, and play good football in the future. The other thing that I think is really important uh, as, we, as we look at this segment going forward is there's always a turning point in every game. And, and usually those things come when nobody has the momentum in the third, fourth quarter. In this case, um, that turning point, in my opinion, came really early. Iowa State uh, forced a turnover on downs with uh, um, Simo driving in the first quarter after an eight-minute drive, which I think most of us were, were uh, pretty um, pretty surprised by. But uh, nice nice work uh, by that by that group working the ball around, um, taking what Iowa State was giving them. Iowa State was playing cover five deep, and uh, those throws to the outside were, were there. Um, and weak side run was there. And uh, they were able to take advantage and, and work the ball down the field. But, you know, when, when, uh, when it mattered, Iowa State came up with a pick. Uh, and really, it was a, it was a pressure. It was going to be a tackle for loss in short yardage situation. Um, 
I, I was really impressed with how Iowa State filled the gaps. They, the SEMO was going to go to a weak side run. Uh, it was a zone play where they were reading it, and um, Iowa State just took away the back half of it. They actually slanted to the weak side, which um, you know was was the right kind of uh, adjustment line stunt to. Um, take away the, the initial point of contact, but then they did a great job of, of filling on the quarterback and uh, forcing him to have to try and throw the football, um, which, you know, was a last resort. Um, you follow that up with an Iowa State drive that starts really inauspiciously, right? Uh, first play of the season's false start. Um, you're backed up in your own territory. But there's a lot of confidence in that group, you could tell. And uh, they just kept converting down the field. And when Deckers hit uh, uh, X on that 33-yard touchdown with the drag over the middle, uh, it was a perfect play call and uh, awesome execution. Good job of the wide receivers having space down the field to, to make sure that he got in the end zone. And and there was never a shot at that point right if if SEMO goes in and scores right away um and and then Iowa State comes back and and doesn't convert that fourth down on the other end of the field um you don't know what happens right but uh, uh instead Iowa State comes back and converts their fourth down for a touchdown and uh you, you've got a 7-0 lead and all is right in the world Really, really, you, you all come here for for uh, the O-line o- analysis. Um, I can tell you that uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a big man of the game award. Um, and that could go to either offensive or defensive players. And uh, I thought the D-line did, a, did an okay job in this game. They're growing. Uh, there's some guys that have played there. Obviously, uh, you got a, you got a total stud. Um in in uh, you know Will McDonald didn't play a ton in the game, which makes sense. He he had some game changing plays, but uh, you know guys like Isaiah Lee, Will McDonald have played a lot. But there were some other young guys that I saw uh, get a chance to play. But my big man of the game uh, is going pretty handily, pretty easily to Tyler Miller, Iowa State's new left tackle. Number 66, big man uh, from, from Scranton, uh, 6'9". Uh, and, and he, uh, here's what I loved about how Tyler played. He, he was square to the line of scrimmage with his hips in his pass sets. He didn't open the door uh, to, to uh, give up um, the width of the pocket. Uh, tack- centers, centers and guards are responsible for the depth of the pocket. Tackles are responsible for the width of the pocket, and and Tyler um, is is long. He's athletic. He's supple. You know he can bend, and and what you saw him do is keep his hips square when the pass rush came. Now he's going to play against a whole bunch of guys that are better than the ones that he just played against. Um, but Iowa State has been looking for. Uh, a tackle with Jake Remsburg out most of the last year uh, with injury and um, you know, shorthanded in some other spots. Iowa State's really been looking for a, a tackle, a you know, couple of tackles, right? And uh, and Tyler Miller is uh, the left tackle for the Iowa State Cyclones. The other guy uh, I loved, so um, big man of the game, Tyler Miller, uh, 100%. The other thing I, I gotta I gotta tell you that left side with Jared Hufford he played great and and uh, they were distorting the uh, line of scrimmage 
you know, when you, whenever you, um, whenever you block any kind of a zone scheme, you're looking to try and get distortion in different levels of the defense, because uh, as everybody, everybody's taking the same step, they're all going the same direction at the snap of the ball. If you're running the ball to the right, you're all going to the right. If you're running the ball to the left, you're all going to the left. You're trying to find a way to create levels in that defense that create seams and creases for the running back to run. And you've got to have guys who can create distortion. And that's one of the things that uh, Hufford absolutely does. And the other guy that's great at that, and we've seen him do it at the guard position in the past, is Trevor Downing. I thought he had a nice game at center. Um, you know, as a center, you, you get to be responsible for everyone else's mistakes. And there were a couple of uh, a couple of them in the game where uh, we, we uh, blew a pass protection. Uh, there was a situation where we uh, didn't didn't scrape off on a run and pick a linebacker up. That's the play that we got the tar- that they got the targeting call on. Um, but you know th- those are those are plays um, that as this offensive line continues to uh, gel and work together, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we won't we won't see as much anymore. But those guys uh, downing in that left side can distort a defense and, and play championship football. And I was excited to see how um, those three guys played. I think um, the pass protection overall, really, really good. When Iowa State decided to run the football, Jared Russ came in, um, and, and there was a lot of two tight ends set. And we, we ran it effectively. Jirel Brock uh, had a nice day, 104 yards for him. He's a guy that I really believed could step in, and, and you know nobody's going to replace Brees Hall. No one's going to do it. But when those two guys got on campus, uh, I really felt for, for their initial debut that Jirel was the more dynamic guy. And so, you know, Brees took over, had an incredible career, uh, is going to be an awesome pro. But I think you got a chance to see a little bit about what Jarrell Brock can do in this offense. The other thing, and I know everybody was uh, really excited about uh, Cartavius Norton. Um, man, that hammy, as soon as, uh, as soon as he turned the corner, I saw the hamstring go, and I'm like, oh, man. I, I just, I, you don't know how bad that uh, injury is. We, we um, may not know for weeks how bad that injury is. I sure hope it's one of those things that he's able to rehab quickly and, and move on past. Best guy on the field, without question, was X. Um, Xavier Hutchinson uh, just just uh, just was next level, and you know he. It's so obvious just looking at him how he's taken his body to the next level. Uh, he's lean. Uh, he, he's he's got he's got the. He's got that like man strength that um, that you see from mature guys. Um, the veins popping out everywhere. I mean, the dude is um, optimized himself as much as possible. Uh, great hips, uh, great routes, and the thing I loved about uh, Decker's even when Decker's missed throws, he missed them to the spots that he should go with them. And uh, three touchdowns on the day for Xavier's uh, just a you know we're going to see more of that this year, and it's going to make teams have to defend him more than others on the field, and that's going to open up things for guys like uh, Jalen Noel and, and others. I'm going to talk for a minute about the other side of the football and and uh, the the corner play. 
really, really impressed by the Iowa State corners. And, you know, when you've got enough depth in that room to have Anthony Johnson go to safety, uh, and it's going to take Anthony some time, I think, to, to adjust to that. You know you got something good going on. Uh, I think uh, Darian Porter made some awesome plays and super impressed with Miles Purchase out there. Um, big time plays by by him. His, his brother's a great recruit, and uh, um, so I, I just I think uh, Miles uh, proved himself to be somebody who can step in. There, there's some big talented wide receivers out there for Simo. And, uh, and and Iowa State will continue to play better and better guys each week, but really impressive by those two guys. Dominic Orange uh, out there playing on uh, uh, the defensive line, big uh, zero-tech nose from Kansas City, freshman. Love it. Love it. He, uh, he filled up space. Uh, he, he gobbled up the center and two guards. Fun to see young guys go out and, and play good football. Tyler Anyadim is another guy, number 11, defensive lineman, uh, 6'4", 292 freshman from Texas, who really impressed me. And, you know, Eli Rashid has built a D-line room and, and has optimized those guys in a way that you want to you wanna play your best uh, defensive football as a young D-line guy, come see Coach Rashid. He is uh, a boss, and, and I just love what he's done uh, over his entire career, but also uh, with this D-line at Iowa State. And, and think about all the greats that, uh, that we have come to be accustomed to rely on week in and week out. Um, this this is a place that has fabulous D line play year after year after year, and we got a bunch of freshmen there out there uh, on Saturday doing good things. The other place we got a bunch of young guys that are going to do good things is, is the O line, and to have a chance to see Tyler Morrow, uh, number fifty, uh, true tackle at six seven two eighty six from Davenport, really high really highly recruited kid out there along with Brady Peterson from Ankeny and and uh, a number of other uh, good young guys uh, is really exciting and those guys are going to continue to develop and uh, learn how to play uh, great great football under Matt Campbell um, excited for that and, and was excited to see those guys on on Saturday and they go out and put together a scoring drive you know it's not not like they were out playing against twos they were playing against ones and they went and put together a scoring drive big time Well, the week ahead is going to be a really different one. And you think about uh, where this rivalry sits right now, it's pretty one-sided. It's been uh, all Hawks the last few years. And, uh, you know, with their game on on Saturday being a defensive struggle with as good as their defense is, uh, it will be a really interesting ball game. I I think Iowa State's uh, punt game, which uh, Iowa State did some spread punt, they did some tight punt. Uh, the tight punt where they were backed up uh, really close to, to getting a, uh, getting blocked. Um, it, it's going to be a really critical aspect. Special teams will be a really critical aspect of that game against Iowa. But I think more than anything, just, just the edge, just the desire, uh, just the want to, and the insistence on, on coming out with a victory. Um, I, I don't know what the weather will be, but I, I, it's always hot and it's always uh, and it's always still down in the in the in the bowels of Kinnick. Um, 
that turf field that's that's over there, uh, sun beating on you, uh, starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you got to gear it up, and you got to be ready to play all the way until the end. And there've been some really epic games between these two teams, but uh, you know this is a huge game for Iowa State, a young Iowa State ball club. That uh, and, and and you know people ask me um, about this rivalry, and to me. Um, the difference in this rivalry the last few years has been that Brian Ferentz has cared more about this game than, than others. And I think um, he uh, uh, he has pulled out some things out of his bag of tricks at the end of games that uh, uh, Iowa has executed, and they've pulled out uh, wins when Iowa State uh, has been in position to win. And I think uh, that that in order to win Saturday, you got to be super uh, disciplined in those moments. And and you got to execute, and and you got to put some points on the board. You, you can't, you know, it's a cliche, right? Everybody talks about field goals. Uh, you can't beat Iowa with field goals. Well, we beat Iowa with all field goals one year, but um, I think in this game for sure, uh, with Iowa State's defense being younger um, and, and the ability to score points uh, with with some dynamic nature, like uh, Xavier gives you that opportunity, and, and other guys. You got to take advantage of that. You got to hit the, the longer plays, um, but more than anything, you just got to come ready to play. You got to come ready to strap it up and fight for three hours, three and a half hours, four hours, whatever it takes to to, to get it done. You got to be ready to fight, and I think uh, that's the area that um, Iowa State has the most opportunity this week. And if and if they uh, are more ready to fight for longer than the Hawks. I think Iowa State walks out with a victory. Um, I can't wait to watch the game. I I love what uh, Coach is doing with this team. And uh, it was a really, really, really solid performance last week um, by the Cyclones. And and, uh, they're going to need to continue to make that quantum leap forward. And young teams make that transition faster than uh, even experienced teams do. Every team gets better from week one to week two. But I think this Iowa State team uh, can can really make an evolution. The safeties and linebackers working together along the edges to take the alleyway. The offensive line with consistency of, of uh, calls and, and protections and, and uh, you know transitioning uh, guys on, on zone run. Um, special teams continuing to execute uh, better as, as the season goes on. And uh, I, I think this Iowa State football team can be really special. So loved, uh, loved being there. Uh, loved seeing a lot of you, uh, Cyclone Nation, on, uh, on Saturday. And uh, let's cheer on our Cyclones this week as, uh, as they take on a huge challenge in a, in a really, really good football team in the University of Iowa. Cheers, everybody. Iowa everywhere.